So guys, shortly after we recorded um, the last episode at work, I went and got a Tesco meal deal, as we have previously noted in the podcast as one of our favorite go-to meals. And one of my items in the Tesco's meal deal was a scotch egg. So I was like, oh, brilliant. It's a massive scotch egg. I'm absolutely looking forward to this. I'm going to nom it. It's going to be brilliant. I bite into the scotch egg and I was like, strange there's i can't taste any egg so i look in to the scotch egg and to my surprise there was no fucking egg in my scotch egg so i thought right have i actually bought what i should do so i looked at the packaging and it's oh yeah this is approximately 50 percent egg and i was like is it fuck and so that just leads me on a question that i want to like propose to you guys what things have you bought or in terms of items or media where you've looked at the packaging and be like, right, this is going to be amazing. But when you actually consume said item or media, it's been nothing but disappointment. I have a very sad tale. I told (laughs) Brandon knows this. I told him at my birthday party this year. Um, Was it early? Yeah, it was early this year. So early this year, there was a berserk figurine going around on social media and a couple of my friends linked me it and <laughs> yeah it it looked amazing i was like oh it looks so good it looks for the price that it that's decent so I, I bought it it finally came it was around my birthday and i opened the pa- package and i saw the figurine and i went did i really just spend that money on this it looks fucking dog shit. <laughs> Until just now, Brandon, you were the only one to know th- know about this. I, well, you, I think you knew that anyway. But this, I'm probably going to put it, I think when this episode comes out, I'll put on social media it and be like, I can't believe I bought this. So that people can see what it actually looks like. But I'm, I think after this episode is out, I'm going to bin it because it looks shit. It has a a light in it as well. Not even five seconds after I opened it, the light just fell out. Oh my god! It looks awful. Uh, it's a uh, it's a figurine of guts from Berserk, and in his Berserker uh, armor, and the ears on the Berserker armor have been shaved off. It doesn't look anything like him. It doesn't even look anything like the Berserker armor. It looks appalling. A Nendroid would look better <laughs> than that. A pop, a fucking pop, would look better than this figurine. Right, there's no need to go that far. <laughs> it's, so, so what that, you say? So what you're saying, Dan, is it makes you berserk? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why you? I'm going to actually get a picture and show you, Chris, so you can actually see what it looks like. It looks dire. Cool. I look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, to also answer your question, Brandon, um, nothing immediately swings to mind because I'm kind of wary with like what I buy. I kind of know if I'm going to like something before I get it. But if I have just one thing that I was disappointed in, and it's a weird one, chocolate beer, like chocolate flavored beer. I like both of those things, <laughs> but you put them together and they just taste of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How do you fuck this up? How do you get two nice things, put them together, and make something that's not right? No. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. Chocolate beer, this doesn't work. Just no. Just don't don't do it to your kids. Just, just have just have chocolate and beer at separate intervals. With about a half second between you eating and drinking one or the other. So you say it fine. tasted like rum? It didn't taste 
anything except disappointment and sadness. <laughs> it, it, pro- it probably tastes the same as your dessert figure. <laughs> I, I thought you said it tastes like rum, so I was like, oh, wait, what? Uh, t- it tastes of wrong. Wrong, oh, okay. I thought, you said taste- I thought you said taste of rum. I was like, how is that a bad taste? All right, well, it tastes like rum has gone wrong. <laughs> right, okay, that makes far more sense. Now I'm like, what? How? That would be an awesome taste. It, it tastes like rum, but yeah, that makes sense. It tastes wrong. Okay, yeah. It, is this a fluff line from Pirates of the Caribbean? It's like, rise of rum always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think if we're talking about like an actual gaming, something gaming-wise, of like, I, like, I guess it's like being really excited for a game and then you play it and then it's just like, well, that was a disappointment. I think the one that really comes to mind... And I think I've I've spoken about this so many times about my disappointment with this game. It's Assassin's Creed 3. I pre-ordered it. That year I played all from 1 to Revelations. I, I really liked the series. I pre-ordered 3. Even got, with the pre-order, I even got Season Pass. And played it. Sold the game. Never even touched the Season Pass. Yeah. that I think that just says it all. I think if we talk about disappointing games, we could be having entire episodes. <laughs> yeah, I think we could, but I, I, th- uh, I think of recent alert. memory. Spoiler yeah. alert! I'm going to talk about one later on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say if it was for me, the most disappointing games I've probably played is like when I got that Star Wars Battlefront EA game. I was very disappointed with that, and then the other games, surprisingly, <laughs> considering I'm such a fanboy of the series, was Dynasty Warriors Nine. I just mm. did. I can't remember if I spoke about this before, but I just didn't. It just didn't feel right. Like yeah. I was really excited about the prospect of the open world aspects, the crafting system, and just how fucking huge the map was. But it just was so complicated to try and get the timeline to advance as it would do in an all Disney Warriors. That the leveling up method was okay, but it's just like every there was not really any uniqueness to a lot of the enemies. Like there were so many repeated move sets. Like you just go for ages and not really advance every anything, and like you wouldn't be able to relive the actual stories as you would in previous games. And I was really, really excited about it because I was like, you know, wow, massive open world. But it just, it just didn't play out. It was a complete disappointment. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I wish I liked it more, but I just couldn't. So I think the moral of this intro is always remember to don't drink the wrong rum, don't keep a statue of a Scotch egg, and guarantee you to visit. <laughs> Welcome to Victory Achieve Podcast, a video game podcast. We are now one year stronger. We have leveled up. We are Victory Achieved. And I am Dan, and we have Brandon and Chris, like always. Always. Together. Always. <laughs> Hold on, you, you just you just say one year stronger. I got diagnosed with a higher attorney this year, so if anything, I'm weak. We're still one year stronger as a podcast. We're approaching uh, the terrible twos. <laughs> we are now into our second season, if you wanted to call it that. I don't know. I've not. I didn't oh, put. Season two. I didn't put like season one on any any of the episodes we re- we released. Not that it really oh, matters. On. Hang on. If this is season two, do we get a bigger bigger budget? Do we get like a different intro? Like, I actually did change the intro. Funny enough, for uh, our one year anniversary episode. So if you do actually listen to it, uh, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean these two because they don't always 
re-listen to it. Um, well, we were there. Uh, it does have a... It, the intro is slightly changed. Not much. It's like I've just put in a, a different sound before we start the intro. So there's now three sound clips. And I might do it again. Three? The budget has increased. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, on to video games. Last last time, there was a video game that we didn't actually get to talk about. Well, we have spoken about it before, but now someone else among us has played it. My second favourite game of uh, of this year. What is, what is it, Brandon? Is it Vampire Survivors? It might be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started downloaded vampire survivors once i got my pc back up and running so i can continue streaming and it's the first game i streamed since moving to the house and i didn't realize just how bloody catchy the music is in the game oh, it's so good. and just how cool like the actual aspect of the game is like just the retro 2d hack is it's all i say hack and slash but it's just like you just move and your character automatically does stuff it's a bullet hell yeah I get, hell. I've, I've never really played a bullet hell game apart from I might have played some ones for like when I was back in, um, you know, like secondary school, you know, like the old Flash games. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, this was, it is, it is so fun. The fact it's like two quid, <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is, it is amazing. And, and like, honestly, I've only, I'm only like at the start of it, so I've not really got like a lot further in it, but. Well, they keep like adding things quite recently because I hadn't been on it for a little while and I came back and it was like, I noticed they'd added so much new stuff. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So like it's worth like going on every now and then to see what they uh, they add. It's still in early access, so technically it's not even a fully a full game, a mm. fully release. I guess is that right? Yeah, yeah. But like, how did you find it when you were playing it, and like what what did like what power ups and what character did you use and stuff like that? I would say that obviously, it, I think for me it just depends on the map. I can't remember the names of the characters off by heart. But I mean, some of them just some of them just feel useless at times, and some of them just seem like you know ridiculously strong at times as well. So it's just it's just like okay, trying to figure out what what's good for what, and then but but for me, I I don't know if it's just because I'm early in the game and I've I've only got the second map. Is how do I actually get unlock more maps? Obviously, for the first one, I was just playing it, and after a, after a few times I died, all of a sudden the second map was found. I was just like. Where have you just appeared from? So I didn't know I unlocked you. On on Vampire Survivors, it on the menu, it has a on the main menu it has unlocks, and on there it will have the majority of how you unlock stuff. There's there are secret things that are that you can unlock, like secret characters that will not be revealed to to you. Because uh, there's secret characters you can lock on the in the levels, and there's even extra even more secret characters you can unlock which i i don't know how the extra extra ones you unlock but the ones in the level i've got three two or three of them but there's like loads of them okay so so you just you know just keep playing and eventually a secret will be unlocked yeah like um like all the achievements for example like all your unlocks so for example, one of them is just survive. So how you unlock the second level is like you su- you survive like ten minutes on the first level. I was saying because I I survived the first level for like eleven or six eleven or twelve minutes, and the second map wasn't. I don't know how long a survival was. Quite it was a decent amount of time. You won't have completed the first level. Oh, I've not completed it. I, I tell just, you, just this now. 
I've I've been playing for twenty hours and I've only just completed the first level. But how I, long do you have to, how long does it take to complete the first level? Like how long do you have to survive? Thirty minutes. It's thirty oh, minutes. Fuck me. I've got on, nowhere near that. It's thirty minutes on each level, but my RNG every time I played at the uh, first level uh, was uh, messed me up every time, and we're at the, the fifteen minute mark. You get mauled by werewolves. Like, oh, is, that, is the fifteen minute mark the one when all of a sudden it just it's like a complete gank all yeah. around you? For some reason, and it's not just me. I've read online. The first everyone finds at the 15 minute mark on on uh, the first level, uh, Mad Forest, everyone struggles, and it's like you just have to hope that the RNG, you get the the best items you can get by then. You just have to hope that you get the items you want to use to defeat what you want. Yeah, Whereas just trying then, to clear my way out of like massive gang. I'm just like, oh my god, they're coming from everywhere and there's no like breaks in it. Like you have to just clear a path. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god, it was awful. But then the library, I've completed that like over maybe ten times, maybe more, maybe less, I don't know. Around ten times. It's so easy because they only come from two directions and it's I, I it it just is a lot easier. The enemies are easier. Um, even when they come in in a mass, it's not that bad compared to the first level. And then I've got a few other levels as well. Uh, one, you literally just fight plants. Literally, they are the enemies. But you only have to, you only survive in, for fifteen minutes. It's not for thirty minutes. But I have been really enjoying it. And like before we recorded the podcast, I was a bit early, so I was just like, "Yeah, we just can play a little bit of Vampire Survivors," because it's just one of those games where. You don't need to sit down for hours and play it. If you've got like 20 minutes to kill, you can just, you know, smash one out. <laughs> After we finish recording today, I'm going to play, do a run. I'm going to put some Stranger Things on and uh, do a run. Because I, I unlocked an, the character who uses the axe. And so now I want to do a run with him. Because if I, if I survive, I can't remember how many minutes. I think I have to survive 20 minutes or do a whole run. Basically, if I do a whole run with him, I get it anyway. I get another mm -hmm. achievement. I think I get the um, the curse item so that you can get curse while you're playing. Which, but if you if you get that, you get more money. The enemies get harder, but you know you're gonna get more money and all that. So you're gonna get more rewards by doing it. What items did you use? Because you got like, everyone always loves the garlic. I'll say I think my favorite is the lightning ring. Lightning's really cool. Or the pigeon. I call it the pigeon. Oh, the peachum, and then you, you yeah. Can, you've also got ebony wings. Oh, just the peachum. It's just like it's like having a um. You, oh, what's the name of that helicopter from like Modern Warfare Two? Oh, what's the name of that helicopter. Um, AC one. You mean the AC one thirty? Not the AC one thirty. The actual helico helicopter. Just, just the attack helicopter. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best. Yeah, so it's literally like having this little bloody pigeon. It's like having like a military oh. attack helicopter above your head all the time. Chopper gunner. Yeah, I think there's like an actual name of like a military it's like it's it's a military um chopper it's got an actual name i keep i can't remember for the life of, i keep wanting to call it a hunter but i don't think it is uh, yeah know. it just makes me remind me of just like yeah and it's just freaking awesome especially as you increase the aoe and the cooldown of it it's freaking awesome chris you need to get the game it's good it's literally two quid if i give you a twitch prime chris download it i'll tell you what i was just having a quick look at it and um the top-down sort of bullet hole shooter. It kind of reminds me of the, of the game I mentioned on here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that, uh, Nobody saves the world. Yeah, I'm, 
So that's uh, like sort of top-down bullet hell, like RPG. I'm like really close to buying that Nobody Saves the World as well. I think I might. Yeah, I think I'm going to try it. I know you were really happy with it, so I think I'm going to try it. Yeah, it took me about 20 hours to get 100%. Like, unlock all the forms, like, all the all the quests. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, I, I might have, have a quick look at it. Uh, but I've got enough on my plate to play at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I think we all do. Yeah. yeah. But no, like, with Vampire Survivors, I've near, near enough unlocked most of the base characters now. And now it's, I think the only characters I've got left I think there might be one I've still got to unlock uh, of the base characters, but most of them are the secret characters. And then all the items, I think I've got all the standard items and I've upgraded them all now. And now I'm on to like the special, like the more complicated items that you have to unlock. So I'm, I'm a, I've played for like over 20 hours now, so I'm unlocking a lot of harder stuff that you need to, need to have played a lot of the game to get to unlock now mm-hmm. but i'm still having a blast like even just doing a run on the library even though i i know i'm gonna beat it i'm just like yeah so like i unlocked uh one of the newer characters that got added to the game and instantly i did a run on the library and i had to like survive like uh what 20 minutes with him and then i also had to uh upgrade his weapon but unlike other characters he started with two weapons so you i had to fully upgrade those two weapons and it i didn't it was it was like good for it's really good fun like playing like all the different characters and see how the how they how they play differently although at the end of the day you can still generally have the same kind of build but like each, I don't know if you, you probably have read it, but each character like gives you a different thing. So like the um, the one with the wand will level up far faster than any other character, for example. Uh, the one I like is the one with the lightning ring because she has a massive uh, area, like a- area of attack. And so the lightning just basically just hits anything on the screen for like, like all the time. Uh, and then she has like permanent st- something else permanent as well but uh and then there's like other ones that will have there's like another one that'll have like an extra level when you start the game and stuff like that so it's cool like using the different characters and seeing how you can build your build each character and see how it affects your run i'm glad i've I've really been enjoying it it's been it's been fun i'm glad someone else has played it it's so good (laughs) I've, i've listened to so many podcasts and that I've like absolutely loved it, and literally last week uh, a podcast came out where the guy on it, one of the guys on it, spoke about vampire survivors, and it was just like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I'm 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 happy you you like it. Yeah, it is fun. But uh, Chris, what have you been playing recently? Well, I've been playing a, a bit of a smorgasbord of games, so I've got plenty to talk about. But I suppose I shall start with the most recent one, since, uh, since it's only just come out, so it's a hot topic. Uh, Sniper Elite 5 came out just a couple of days ago, time recording. Um, and amazingly, it was free on Game Pass, and so it should, still should be. So I was well happy with that, because this was a game I was intending on probably buying anyway. It was like, fucking score. Yes, thank you. <laughs> 
I've never played any of the Sniper Elite games. Okay, Are so they... a quick a quick summary then. Um, it's I played them in a very random order, <laughs> kind of. Um, I played Sniper Elite Four first because it was free on PS. Plus. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's kind of like Metal Gear Solid Five in a way. It's sort of like a sort of stealth sniping, but like sort of sandboxy levels, but the the levels themselves are fairly large, and uh, they're sort of broken up. There's like side objectives to do. You're kind of uh, selling me when you say Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm like, you have my attention. you have my attention. Now you have my curiosity. Wait, no, okay, that's yeah, wrong. Yeah, it, it's, that's it wrong. Is uh, whatever. But you, I'm in. I'm more intrigued when you go. It's a little bit my like Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It really is. Um. So yeah, you like go to like different like enemy base camps. Um, generally speaking, the all the games are quite pretty. Like the graphics are pretty good on them. Uh, but you can like set up traps. You can like put down mines and lure enemies to them by whistling. You can like throw bottles to distract them. All that. Uh, you got several different weapons. Like you've always got like your, your main sniper rifle, but you can like swap out models. Uh, you can change them, upgrade them, like at work fences. Normally, there's like a trade-off, so like reload speed for like being able to like do more damage or shoot from further away, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of different mechanics to each one. But I, as I say, I played the fourth one first, uh, and then I went. I've, I really enjoyed that, so I actually picked up the third one. I actually paid real money for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and yeah, I really enjoyed that one as well. And then I went to play the uh, the second one. Second one didn't really like that one. Second one felt more like a sort of generic war shooter, but it's like way more linear. But I didn't get very far in it. I I literally could not get past like the, like the second level. <laughs> There's like one bit where you're like bottleneck with like a couple of tanks and snipers, and I just couldn't get past it. I was just that shit at it. To look at them, like you you'd see like sniper elite the box cover, and you'd probably just like pass it off as a sort of like Call of Duty clone or something like that. Like they don't really stand out. Like, yeah, they're nothing like. <laughs> I'm really, really glad I gave them a go. I enjoyed like four and three much, much more than I anticipated. So that brings me on to Sniper Elite Five, uh, and from what I can gather, it's more of the same, pretty much, just like the next gen version. Now I say that I can gather because sadly I haven't gotten very far in it. <laughs> Purely because I downloaded it on day one. I was all set to play it. Started the game, got past the intro bit, fine. Started like the first mission, great. Doing the tutorial bit, and it's just like, oh, you know, you know, more like, oh, kill this commander, get the items off it. I was like, okay, then I'll do that. Yeah, the enemies never spawned in, like at all. They just never loaded in. And I reloaded, started the mission again, same, same result. All right, right. Am I being stupid dumb? And I, I went on the forums and like, you know, quite a few people have actually issues with this game. Um, uh. so. I want to say I like it because it looks like it's going to be more of the same. Uh, but I think I'm just going to have to wait on a patch on it. <laughs> so uh, I wish it could give more of an in-depth review on Sniper Elite 5. But first impressions aren't good. But if they get it fixed, and I'm sure they will, because that's how games are now, mm. then it will be fine. So I'm going to give it like a couple more, couple of weeks. So let's see like they're doing like a big update patch or whatever it is they need to do. And then I'll give it another fair shot. But I am glad I decided not to stream it on day one because mm. I would have had a 
gone all time. <laughs> like, I can't get like, past the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I do highly recommend uh, Sniper Elite 4 and 3. You can get hold of them, and great. Cause, uh, there's, not, there's not much difference between the two of them. I think from what I've vaguely heard of Sniper Elite, and that's not much, but when you're saying, like, the second one, you it seemed a bit more like a like a, a shooter, like an old, an old like a World War shooter. Yeah, I could see like the first two being a little bit more like that, I guess, maybe. Mm. And then maybe they were a bit like, you know what, we need to do our own thing. And that's probably why three and four might be a bit different. And they could probably, although I've never played Hitman, they might feel a little bit like Hitman to an extent, where maybe you you're setting up for that 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 shot it's not like about shoot killing loads of people you're like i want that perfect shot where you you like testing the wind and all that and then you're getting that shot and you get to see it don't don't when you like take a shot you get to see uh, like a uh, a cinematic over the the shot or something like that mm. yeah yeah, and you, you got stuff like that. Like, uh, but then later on, as you pr- progress with the game, you get like more obstacles. Like, you get sort of like jeeps driving around periodically, mm. like helicopters flying over that kind of thing. But so far, my my favourite way to take down enemies, like, um, or take down a camp, if you pull it off, it's fantastic. Like, say there's like four guys um, in a camp. Uh, you manage to like snipe one of them while he's around. Uh, um, what you can do is it you can loot like everyone, and then you can also like booby trap them by sticking a grenade in the pocket. Oh yeah! <laughs> um, so I love being able to like do that. Put it in somewhere like semi out. Yeah, bit my fallout. Yeah, but like put him in the open. Like do do a whistle, get the attention of like the other three guys, and it's perfect if you get all three of them to like go up to the inspect this dead body, and then it just blows and kills all three of them. At once. Hmm. That's so satisfying. <laughs> And uh, it, it's also got a signature thing in the Sniper Elite games. Um, I think it did it before Mortal Kombat did. I'm, I'm not sure of that. But it does like the sort of X-ray effect of like your bullet piercing through them and like going into the like the brains for the eye socket for the heart, that kind of thing. Because it's like quite precise. Well, being a sniper game, that's what it's all about. But uh, I think they, I don't know if they've trademarked it or something along those lines. Like it's, it's got a name for it, like the sort of this, like the sniper cinematic. Thing. I may be completely wrong about that, but it, it does like give it an identity. I say it sounds believable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's quite fun. <laughs> when you spent spent ages doing this perfect shot and you manage to line it up, and then you see like the slow mo camera going through <laughs> this Nazi brain very slowly. It's like ah, <laughs> like, oh, nice. Fuck you, Fritz. Yeah, it's very good. Do you want me to continue about the other games and just keep nattering? Yeah, of course. Like, um, I think okay. before we move on to uh, a few films and TV shows, um, I will talk about uh, what I did on the weekend. But, yeah, carry on with your your uh, the games. Okay, no. um, well, I'll, I'll speak through these ones a little no, bit more. No, no, it's no, take no, time. <laughs> uh, fine, I don't have time any time. <clears throat> right, so the next game... No, let's be <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the next game I played... Uh, I don't know if you guys may have heard of this. I did message you guys, but I don't know how many other people have heard of this one. But it's one called Hellpoint. Never played and, it. 
I, okay. I remember you saying it. I, I, I've been so busy with things, so I've not really. I wouldn't have seen, like, looked into it. So. I believe it came out last year, and it's been like patched a few times. But basically, Hellpoint is Dark Souls, but on a um, on a space station. Um, like third-party developer mm. thing. So okay. I, I think it's an indie game. You know, I cannot remember the name of the uh, the people who made it off the top of my head. Cradle Games, published by Tiny yeah. Build. Tiny Build, that's the one. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Hellpoint. Yeah, it's like Dark Souls, but on a space station. Um, I say it's like Dark Souls because it heavily borrows from it. Like a lot of mechanicals are identical. Okay. But it does have a few things that it does different. Some of which I like, some of which I don't. Let's go for the things I like first. So, the way you heal. You have a sort of Estus flask equivalent, like an injector. Uh, but instead of like having a set amount when you like go to like a, like a tear, like the game's equivalent to like a bonfire. Um... The, the way you restock them is by engaging in combat. Think, think of like the uh, the system in Bloodborne. Yeah. But instead of okay. instead of getting instead of getting hit, it like charges up a gauge, and when that's completely full, you get like another restock, like an, another injection. So, um, and as you progress, you can like get like the equivalent of like Esther shots and like um, be able to stop more of them. Anyone's like, uh, if you die, you like go back to your last place with like. I believe it's two like heals. So you're never like completely out unless you use all your heals in a boss fight. But it's kind of encouraging you to do a little bit of combat before you go into the boss arena. Because you think, well, I could go in with two heals or I could go around and if you do is get a few bit more experience and then sort of stock up a few heals, like get up to like <laughs> four or five. So so yeah, that's that's one thing I do like. I do like that system. Another thing it does, it does like a sort of weapon proficiency system, a bit like how the Surge did it. You've played that one? I haven't. Nah. I know well, I, we we've spoken about it a few times, and I know of it, but uh, Surge Two is amazing. Please I, play the Surge Two. <laughs> I know you. I know you really rate it. I highly rate it. It's mm. very very good. Yeah, it's got like a sort of weapon proficiency system, but every weapon's slightly different because instead of like just using a weapon more and you doing more damage with it. As you'd expect. Instead, every weapon's got like their own sort of uh, hidden skills, be they passive or aggressive. Right? But you don't know what they are, well, unless you're using a walkthrough, <laughs> until you use the uh, weapons yourself. So, so, for example, I was using like a sort of glaive, like a sort of blade thing for most of my gameplay. And like the first thing I unlocked after like, after like 25% of like the unlocks was I just got like a like a flat twelve percent stamina boost, so that's nice. Mm. But these are these are just like nice little hidden rewards you get. It's like sticking with a weapon for a bit. But thankfully, it doesn't take all that long to grind on a weapon. Like it's not like you have to have it for like twenty, thirty hours to get everything. You can do it just like by doing a few circuits. But it kind of encourages you like to test things out because you might get like two weapons that are slightly similar, like one a bit slower, one a bit faster. But then you might find yourself the slower one just because it's got a skill set that you prefer like it's more just more passive buffs so it's, it's cool to experiment so again that i like about it now mm. get to the stuff i don't like about it oh here we go because <laughs> there's a couple uh, i won't harp on because you can find a picture this yourself hit detection is a thing that this game doesn't really have <laughs> and in a game like dark souls that's pretty important to nail 
I shit you not, half the time, especially when you're using a fast weapon, I probably recommend using a slower weapon. Because normally when I've been using a fast weapon, like a dagger or a short sword, let's say I hit something four times with like my dagger or my sword in quick succession, only like one or two of those hits would register. Probably like mm -hmm. the first hit and then maybe the last, the fourth one, but not like the second or third. I just like completely whiff with the enemy and they, they can normally like hit me at the same time. I was like, hold on, why didn't that do anything? Clearly connected. <laughs> um, yeah, and other times when you hit them, it would hit them, but it wouldn't like hit them straight away. It's like there's a delay by like a, like a clear second. Like you hit them, they don't register at all. You get hit by them only for them to sort of stagger back like half a second later. Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit broken like that. And the other thing, the, um, the, the big killer. I mean, quite literally, because this killed me more than anything else in the entire game. It's got jumping in it with platforming. <laughs> oh, gosh. As I mentioned, hit detection's a thing. <laughs> I died more times trying to do very simple platforming than anything else. Because I would always, without pretty much pretty much without fail, overshoot everything. <laughs> I'd, I'd like go from a standing still to a jump and somehow overshoot a platform, even though I clearly landed on it. And it's not a case of, like, I just click for the platform. No, I do land on the platform, only to go through it again about half a second later. <laughs> it's quite the issue. I did learn later on to, like, not do running jumps, just, like, jump from a standstill, and that seemed to be much more accurate, but still not 100%. Like, very early on, there's a bit where you have to, like, make three jumps in succession to, like, just get, like, an optional goodie. But I can't leave it there. You see it. You want it. You don't matter what it is. Could be a piece of crap. And it was. <laughs> but I died about 20 times trying to get this fucking thing. Yeah. So overall, I did have fun with it. But man, it needs a lot of polish. Mm. I bought I bought it for... I didn't get this for free. I didn't get it on Game Pass or anything. I bought it for a tenner. And I'd say I got my tenner's worth out of it. Because I did enjoy it when it worked. I did have fun with it. Like, it's all experience. But I'm glad I didn't play full price for it. I'd have been a bit livid. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it does have one other, one, one, one little other thing it does. It kind of has a sort of bonfire aesthetic system for like Souls 2. So you can make the areas harder. Okay. But you can, okay. You can also do the, you can also do the reverse. You can use like consumable items to make it easier as well. So if you're having a hard time, you can make the game easier or harder. It is basically like a difficulty setting, but you use consumable items instead dead which is an interesting idea i said i i kind of screwed myself a little bit on my first play because i got given the option to like make it harder early game and i said yes assuming i could turn it down because i didn't realize it uses item there like early mm -hmm. game so i made the early game incredibly difficult for myself <laughs> on the plus side uh later on in the game i was stupidly over leveled when i turned it back down again <laughs> it's like oh because <laughs> i've been grinding like for so, yeah hell point worth worth a go but don't pay top dollar for it mm. if you like souls and can pull up with a bit of jank. And I do recommend it. Anyone else want to talk about another game before I go on one more? <laughs> well, you've been playing one, haven't you, Brandon? Yes, I've been playing a new one. It's one that, I mean, it's about two and a half years old. <laughs> and I've always seen adverts for it. And I've always been sort of some, I'd say vaguely interested in mainly like the art and design of it. And it's, and it's another little gacha game called Arcanites. Now, some of you have obviously seen like Trash Taste and No Giga or even Sea Dog. I think it's mainly Connor, I think. But basically, what for those of you who don't know, Ark Knights is a it's a waifu slash husbando gacha game, but the actual combat of it is um tower defense based. So you'd play you do the gacha and you'd you know get the characters. You'd have to level them up, farm up their like farm up their skill points, doing like different stages to collect materials for their leveling up. 
and then you'd use these units to to basically do tower defense and it's it's really really interesting and the, the story of it is okay when i say the story of it i mean the um the PhD thesis between every stage, because that's just how much dialogue there is between any levels of Arcanites. It's very, very long. It is very, very captivating. And the music is freaking incredible. Absolutely incredible soundtrack for the game. The game itself is so fun and addictive, like just playing with all your different units. And just because obviously they will talk to you as well, because every character has their own voice actors. So you get to like, you know, sort of get on like a relationship with them and you get to pick out your favorite waifus. And everyone at the beginning when I was streaming, it was like, you need to get crews, you need to get crews. So I got crews and then everyone was just spamming, because all she says throughout the whole bloody time when you're using her in a mission. But yeah, honestly, Arknights is so much fun. Like if, obviously we've spoke about Bloons Tower Elephants before and I'm and I'm yet to play the, the Blue Star Defense 6. But Arknights is just basically just repl almost replaces my favorite um, App Store game at the moment. I'm, mm. I'm absolutely loving it. That's good. Because I think they've also announced that there's going to be an anime coming out for it this year, I believe. Okay. I think they teased it like ages ago saying, oh yeah, Arknights is going to get an anime. Okay. So I'll be, very I'll be very interested to see how that pans out. Because a lot of the time... You probably know as well, Dan, but animated adaptations of games mm. don't go very well at all. Mm. Angels like, of Death. Yeah, did, did, have we met, we've mentioned Angels of Death, haven't we? Like at the very beginning mm. of the podcast days, didn't we? Yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like I shouldn't really talk about Angels of Death on the podcast personally. So let's just move on. There's a load of shit. That's why. And <laughs> I did send like, that me message to my. Yeah. To my friend, and she wasn't, she wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I was drunk, to be fair. But yeah, Angels of Death But I mean, there's there's like other games which have been turned into animes, like Azor Lane, which um, is a Stansgate boat, boat slash ship um, waifu collector. I all I know is of that game is I've seen loads of cosplayers plays the uh, cosplayers the blue haired girl, and that's it. He's basically yeah, there's like anti-collection. Um, I mean, I think the maybe maybe the most successful game uh, game to anime translation is Fate Grand Order. Fate, I think that's probably expect. the yes, Fate. So I, that's probably the most successful. But the majority of the times, games to anime and anime into games does it does not work out very well. They're usually no. quick like cash grabs or. Mm just knock off gachas on like the app store for like quick money grabs but most of the time obviously the most successful animated games or games to animate is going to be like the pokemon digimon series and the Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm. right because you know they've done they've done it they've marketed it perfectly they've got a massive following even now so the player base increases by the day but other games they just yeah they don't work out so i'm really looking for i'm really interested to see how arknights plan is out i hope if they can get the voice actors of the actual characters they've got for the games, I think I'll, I think I'll definitely give it a watch. And I'd I'd like to hope they play truthful to the story of the actual game itself because it is so interesting. And at this at this moment in time, so I think I'm on episode three of the game, and there's been an right. absolute plot twist between one of the characters you've found and one of the villains because because one of the villains is like, I need to protect you, and I'm just like, why are you protecting him? Like, why are you so protective over this guy? Like, or this girl? What? Like, why? It's like, I finally found you. I'm like, who are you? Are you the mother? Are you the brother? Who are you? And I'm really trying to figure this out. But yeah, it's it's kept, it's really kept me engrossed. As long as you can get past, as I said, the PhD thesis, master's dissertation, whatever, of text between combat, uh... you will love it. But fortunately, there is a skip button if it doesn't interest you. Okay. <laughs> 
but it's just a shame that the actual bits in between they're not voice acted mm. only like when you pull the characters or when they're actually in the games themselves are they voiced oh, that's a shame. also in the game as well that you know like fallout shelter that yeah. little home decoration but there's a there's yeah. a section of that that's in the game as well which is quite fun okay but yeah right. I, I mean if anyone's looking for like a like another mobile game to play like free to play or whatever and you want like to collect all your waifus husbandos or whatever give arknights a go i'm absolutely loving it Mm. All right, I I don't know. I've not really played any mobile anime mobile games, so I, I don't know. Um, I might check it out, but I don't know. But um, you have another game, don't you, Chris? Or is it another two or three? I don't know. How many games have you oh, freaking well, played? Fair few. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't want to really talk about one more today. This one I finished, and again, it's it's quite new. Very new, actually. It's only come out. Well, not as new as Sniper Elite. It only came out a couple of weeks ago. It came out just after our last. We recorded our last episode. Mm. I think I I've lost track of time. Uh, anyway, this game is Sultan Sacrifice, which is the long-awaited sequel to Sultan Sanctuary. Yes, I um, know of have... Sultan Sanctuary. Okay, yeah. have you played Sultan Sanctuary, Brandon? No, I haven't. Well, I don't think so. You, you know should. of it. I think I might know of it. It's, it's a, a quick Google. It's a soul. It's a Souls like. Yes, it's a Souls like, but it's two D. Yes, two D Souls like. Um, I have played this Souls Sanctuary many, I've, many. Yeah, I've seen it, but not played it. I've played it many times. It's one of those fun games like you can put like challenges to it, like try and speed on it. So much so, like the game even has like built-in challenges, like you can like like just tick a box to say like all like basically like iron man mode so if you die you die that's it right. if you die you days yeah uh there's like a pot only run which i've done live on stream <laughs> that was interesting turns out it's not actually that bad in the end because the uh the pot ends up being a half decent blunt weapon by the end game <laughs> so, hmm. amazingly if you know if you know what what to like upgrade to put on it and like what sort of uh upgrade items to like use on yourself like what sort of charms and trinkets to equip it's not that bad. Well, there's a couple of bits where I wanted to tear my hair out. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. But anyway, yeah, uh, Soul and Sanctuary. 2D Souls like came out in 2016, the same year as Dark Souls 3. So as far as like Souls imitators go, it was one of the first ones. Um, mm. But it like because it, it, it like took the 2D effect, it like made it its own. So uh, it has quite a strong identity. It's got quite a solid art style. There's no mistake in it for anything else. You look at that and go, yeah, that's all the same. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Something Sacrifice, the new one, it's quite different. I mean, ultimately, gameplay-wise, it is similar. It's still a 2D Souls-like. Like, mechanics are basically the same. The health works the same. Stamina and magic are pretty much the same. How it differs, though, is it basically takes a sort of monster hunter approach, which is like what every review of it has said, but it's true. So how it's broken down, though, instead of like Soul and Sanctuary having like a big open world like Dark Souls does, that sort of gradually opens up as you beat bosses and lock keys and lock doors, blah, 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 blah. Uh, instead, you sort of like have a, a little hub and you um, teleport out to different worlds. Think like Demon Souls, kind of like mm. that. But then you like travel to the different worlds, and the worlds themselves are kind of like I would say bite-sized areas. They're um they're fairly large, but you realise like once you've started to clear an area, they're not all that big. And I did notice like after I did like all the areas, they sort of have a very similar level design. Like they all seem to 
yeah, a sort of, I don't know, a sort of O sort of donut shape, I guess, where you sort of like go left and right and there's like a higher bit on like both sides and then a lower bit, but you kind of end up looping in, in a sense. But in order to progress in this, not you've got a couple of like your regular bosses as you as you would expect. It's always like, but where it differs is like where it's having the monster hunter angle. So in the game, there are these uh, enemies called mages that you have to kill. I think some of them are optional, like some of the later ones. But like the first lot of mages you get in every area, you have to kill to proceed because uh, there's essentially like fog gates uh, in every area. So you have to like hunt down and kill these mages. Um, by doing that, they you sort of um, they like sort of teleport. So you bump into them like just out in the wild, and then um, they sort of teleport around. You engage with them several times, and then eventually they go to like a set point. You chase them down to, and then it acts more like a sort of traditional boss fight. And by killing them and the underlings that they can summon all the time, you yeah. get materials which you use for like upgrading. And for every like mage you kill, they are not like another armor set and another load of weapons and like, trinkets that you can go and craft. So uh, yeah, kind of like Monster Hunter. <laughs> hmm. And that's basically the core gameplay. Like you go out, go out to a world, you kill a few mages, uh, and they're repeatable as well. Uh, hmm. It's like three different types of like you'll just find them like randomly in the world once you've defeated them. They'll just like start appearing, which I found to be quite annoying. Because when I'm like trying to do like one mission, like just trying to get from like A to B, and then there's one of these mages that just appear in my way, it's like ah, that's kind of annoying. Especially if they're placed in such a way, like in like tricky platforming sections, and you're thinking, well, the fuck am I going to get past this? There's a fucking mage <laughs> in the way, <laughs> and they can keep summoning new enemies. So unless you like engage with them to try and clear them out of the way, they're just going to stay there. So I found that kind of annoying. And also because this is like a core gameplay thing that you do. It did start to get a bit repetitive in mm. the end. It was fine at first, but a lot of the mages, because they're all sort of like humanoid, did kind of get samey. Mm. And there's also quite the difficulty spike as well. It feels like they've taken a pages out of um, Elden Ring's book that says, for fuck's sake, level up health. <laughs> things just like tend to one shot you right. and i play salt and sanctuary the same as i would do like dark souls Elden ring like light load because that affects like how your movement speed not just your dodge rolling but your movement speed as well which uh is very important when you're trying to do platform so heavy build is not for me so but you with that you also get like increased not back as well like castlevania <laughs> so hmm. if anything hits you you go fucking fly which again <laughs> is a pain when you're trying to do difficult platforming and you end up falling left even defeat but that was an issue in the first game as well but i would say it's an issue it's like it's it's a feature okay <laughs> um but yeah i i did like the game even after finishing it but i can't say i'm in any rush to replay it yeah. having to be fighting the mages over and over white samey and as i say the level design on each area is very similar as well after you've cleared through them so i kind of know what to expect so i probably can see myself replaying it but not for a while whereas salt and sanctuary i have get the need to like pick it up like some somebody just have to say oh why not try doing it whips only and like <laughs> in. Go. let's do this yeah but because of how this one's structured with like mages and that uh yeah I'm, I'm in no rush to try and do that yet but yeah, uh, I do still recommend it though. It is a good game. If you like the first one, you'll like this one as well. Probably just not as much. But hey, if you like Monster Hunter, maybe you'll like it more. Who knows? Mm. I, I remember watching like stuff of the first one and it looked really cool. So I don't know. I still feel like I should check out the first one at some point. Please do. It's really, really solid. 
I very much enjoy it. As, as I say, I've I've lost count of the number of times I've played it. I every because just like Dark Souls, it's like there's there's so many weapons and armor sets and spells you can use. It's it's like there, mm. and um, it it's not. It, I suppose ultimately it ends up being linear, like like Souls does, but it is a bit more open. So I might start with like you have multiple routes you can take, and there's like secret rooms and that. So yeah, give it a shot, mate. I recommend that to everyone. Mm. Well, see, have we got any other games that we want to talk about? Or is that... I've not played anything. ...about it? Because I have something I'd like to mention before we, uh, I guess, move on. So, this past weekend, I was on a stag do. Uh, and my, my mate, who was the stag, he requested uh, to the best men that he wanted to go to a bar called Pixel Bar. So the stag do was in Manchester, and so uh, on the first day, first first night, went to pick this bar, uh, Pixel Bar, and it was it was really cool. Um, walked in and it had a whole load of had all these little booths where you could uh, eat. That we we booked out a booth for two hours. And we had a Nintendo Switch, and so we played, um, played like Mario Kart, Smash Bros, Mario Party, Monkey Ball, played a whole, whole load of different things. Uh, it was really good fun. Uh, but and you also got um, like loads of different uh, gaming themed cocktails as well. So uh, I got, I, I had to get it. I got the Dark Souls. Uh, cocktail called Estus Flask and <laughs> they came in like these little uh look like the the like kind of potions from uh, Legend of Zelda they came in them well, it looked it looked it was, it was really nice uh, the drink and I also got a Pokemon there was a there were a couple of Pokemon cocktails so I got uh, the Pokemon cocktails and when they came you got a Pokemon card with them so that was really cool, and like all the, the booths you had as well, there were, uh, yeah, most of them were switches, but you had like PS, you could go on a PS Five, the Xbox. There was like N sixty fours, GameCubes, like there was a lot of different consoles, and uh, and had like neon gaming lights all around, like like, like kind of like um, like you know the big. Neon sign kind of things, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Had like like gaming ones of them. So when you walked into Pixel Bar, it had the Harley and Shield, and then Pikachu, and then around the around the room, around the bar, they had a whole load. Uh, it was it was really it was a really fun place to go, and uh, we all really enjoyed it. But we the next day we went to another one. This was this one was called NQ sixty four. Now this one was very different, where this was more like an arcade. So you got you went in, and it was like all underground, so it felt like a proper arcade kind of thing. Uh, and so you went walked down into into the the bar, and then all around there were loads of arcade machines, and so you had stuff like uh, like Battletoads. No, not Battletoads. You had um, 
Turtles in Time. Uh, you had Street Fighter. You had Tekken. You had Mortal Kombat. You had Pinball Machines. You had Pac-Man, Tetris, um, Track and Field, Crazy Taxi, uh, Guitar Hero, uh, DDR, uh, like Terminator games. Had, there was like a Star. There was like loads of racing games as well. It was just ridiculous. Like they had all these arcade machines, and then they also had a whole line of consoles as well, where you could select multiple they multiple games. They clearly like got like a whatever cartridge was in was like clearly been um, either hacked or whatever, or so that you could play loads of games. So you could go on like the N sixty floor and flip from like Golden Eye to Mario Kart, to Smash Bros, or to mm. F-Zero, even Super Mario 64 was on it. And uh, and then you can go to the bar, and this place had um, video game-themed cocktails as well, but I didn't actually get any of them, I just had a Guinness. But you could, uh, you could buy tokens for these arcade machines. So you got, I think I'd pay, it was £7 for 15 tokens, and... It was just really good fun going around and playing all these arcade machines and all that, and um, just I think we were there for like a few hours, just having a really good, having a lot of fun. On two arcade machines, I got the high score. I can't, I can't remember what the other one was, uh, but I went on the Mario Bros. and I got the high score, and I tripled. Whoever was second, I tripled their score. It was a really good time going into both of these uh, gaming bars. And I definitely uh, recommend, uh, if you're ever in Manchester, to check them out. Uh, the NQ64, there is one in Birmingham. So, a few of the way I found out about NQ64 was a lot of my friends, the other the weekend before, they were, they, they were all in Birmingham. And on a night out, they went to this place and... I was like, oh, there's one in Birmingham, one in Manchester, so we all went to that on the stag do. But there were like two different experiences I had, and they were both really good. So, is this like an area where you think you'd have to experience it at night rather than just during the day? Uh, I don't really think it matters. I think like at night it would be pretty cool. Um, but I, I don't think it matters. Like, we. When we went into NQ64, it wasn't that busy, and it was really, it was quite fun that it wasn't massively busy, so we could go on, we had, we got, could easily go on all the arcade machines, when we were, like, nearly done, a whole load of people came in, and it was a bit like, oh, I don't know, like, now it's getting too busy, but it was really good fun, like, regardless, and... Like I definitely recommend like going to both of these bars in Manchester. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be happy to like try something like that. I just do like a day out. So, so you went to a stag do, and yeah. I've been to a wedding. There were no <laughs> arcade machines at this wedding, so yeah, the end. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> and, uh, but did you have fun at the wedding? That is the that is the question, Chris. I did have fun, albeit I had to come back early because I was on doggy duty. I had to come back and look after Rossi because mm. he'd been left on his own for like 10 hours. Yes. I was knackered by then anyway. That, Everyone that... else is getting drunk and I'm like sitting there sober. Like, yeah. 
yeah, that was my <laughs> that was my gaming experience on the weekend while I was in Manchester on a stack do. But it was a uh, it was really good fun. I said prior to us recording, and I I mean I want to go to either one of them or both of them with you guys. It'd be good fun. I want to go to them with like a good uh, again. Uh, I think it's, it was really good fun with a like a big crowd of us. But uh, I'll meet you now for that. Yeah, but shall we move on to something else? I guess TV stuff. Should we talk about Jackass four point five? Ah, oh, Jackass four point five. Are we all, have all three of us seen that? No, but oh, we, you... did see, we did see four at the cinema. Yeah, and I didn't. Who's not heard that episode? That me and mm. Dan. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. But what is different in the point five? What makes it point five? I think well, from all the other point five Jackass films. This felt more like, I guess, more like an interview version of the film. It, yeah. It, unlike all the other ones where it just felt like extra, all the extra stuff they didn't put in the film, and it was just like a, it was essentially another another film, uh, but they still had a like alternative takes on what they put in the film. This really did feel like more, um, more like an interview, more like a an interview version of uh, 4 cuz um they did go they had pretty they had one of the things they added into it was although they they did confirm that a lot of it of the they had the, all the test footage for uh forever and mo- uh, most of the test footage did get into the final film anyway but it had some of the extra test footage that didn't get into the film it was quite it was really cool actually cuz they they started before COVID, and it was like, oh yeah, uh, Johnny. Uh, when we like we we started it, and everything was like good, and Johnny Knoxville uh, didn't have grey hair, and then it was like, then we came back, and Johnny Knoxville had grey hair. It's like, oh, so now you can see the distinct sections of when you rewatch. If you rewatch forever, you can be like, when Johnny Knoxville doesn't have grey hair, that's all the test footage. Near enough. Mm. And then when he has grey hair, that's when they come back from COVID. Did Johnny Knoxville actually in any interviews or anything say why he went grey so fast? No, not in the film. No, not in, obviously not, not in, in the 4. film, 5. but I mean like in general, outside of the film. No idea. That I have, n- I have no knowledge. I mean, obviously I've not seen Jackass 4. I've only relied on everything I've seen from Jackass 4.5. Mm. And the one stunt in Jack- which we got, which I got a taster of in Jackass 4.5, was a wee man getting bitten by a tarantula. <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Literally, yeah. what the fuck? I, I still maintain that when I seen it, the funniest bit was like when they were in the dark. <laughs> just fucking with them. <laughs> there was a little bit of that. It was like a yeah, interview of they how they did that. Into it, but, uh... So. So, would you say, like, the like the interviews they've added, would you say, like, kills the pace of the film or makes it better? Or... I think it's just a different experience. I mean, it didn't kill it or anything. It was just... It was, it was good. It was... But it wasn't... It was a different... It was a completely different experience. It. Okay. I think it, it did add to it, but, like, if that was what we got... It, for, 4. 5, for a 0.5 film, uh, a Jackass 0.5 film... It was perfect, but you wouldn't have wanted that if you went to the cinema to see it. If that was okay. what Forever was, I, w- I would have been like, really? That's not what I 
would have come to see Jackass for. I come to see Jackass to see all these stunts and see them at like the Lunatics and forever was that. But point five was great to have like a bit of backstory behind some, especially the new cast members. It did go into a, them a lot and explain yeah, like who they were a lot it's- more. It, yeah, because yeah, we had like no idea who these new guys were. Yeah, at least it, I. Didn't. No, it really explained exactly who they were, and that was really cool. Sorry, when I said buddy, I meant poopy. <laughs> uh, poopy is great. Is great. I'll tell you what. Uh, I did like seeing uh, Machine Gun Kelly getting hit in the face. I, think <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> it is just me. Not, being... not just in Jackass, just in general. I think a lot of people. Uh, to be to be honest, I'm glad that uh, Jackass Forever wasn't any longer. So I'm glad I didn't see the point five version in the cinema because I just remember bus- I was busting for a piss by the end. I'm glad it wasn't any longer. <laughs> I, I think you should check out point five. It, you're, it'll oh yeah, be, it's on the list. Yeah, you'll just it'll just be like it's literally just more more of what you want. And the, the as I said, the interviews do add to it, and it's it's nice to have that. Yeah. Sometimes when like when they release like a sort of director's cut or an extended edition, I, I think to myself, "Hang on, I paid to see this at the cinema, and I didn't even get to see the whole film." Hmm. I mean, it's kind of genius that they've managed to squeeze out technically a second film from what they record. But they've done it they for every to, film. They managed. They managed to squeeze out more. Yeah, the fact that they've kept it up and like continued, like for you know, like for like revenue generation, it's really clever. Technically, they've released. Eight films because of it. Yeah, well, it's like Scholar of the First Sin edition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yes. I, I'm trying to think. There, there was one, st- I can't remember which stunt it was, but there was one that I was just howling with laughter in point what, five. In 4.5. Yeah. So I think for me, the one I laughed at was probably the grand, was um, Look After Grandad. And that, <laughs> that whatever that you was... do, don't let him smoke. <laughs> that would, I think it might have been that one. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Because it just went, I, I knew he was, for some reason, I thought it felt very predictable. But in a way, I just, even though it was predictable, the fact that he appeared on top of the bus stop, I was just like, for goodness sake. It was just oh, like, yeah, she went, went away for like, not even that long. And he's just there in in his um, mobility scooter, just on top of the, the bus shelter, just like, and she's like, how the hell did you get up there? He's like, uh it's just like no no way like if that was like a normal thing would he have just got there on his own it clearly he like clearly something else was going on but uh it was it was so that was so funny he just fell off and you just uh I've got to go on record and say that my favourite Jackass film is actually Bad Grandpa. I've still not seen it. You've still not seen Bad Grandpa? No. Oh, it's so good. Please watch it. It actually, like, it's kind of like Jackass, but it has, like, a sort of more of a plot. (laughs) Oh, man. I've got got to name it because I have never seen my mum laugh so hard watching the film. (laughs) There's a a bit where he shots up a wall. Oh, that's my favourite part. I've never seen my mum so laughed so hard that is literally my favorite part I of that think, film like nearly, she was nearly choking <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah bad grandpa that's really good um, uh, i i want to watch it again now i'm gonna watch that 
finishes again. I bloody love that. Weren't they ever going to say they were going to release a second one? Uh, I don't I know. know. I don't know. I just felt like, because I do like a jackass, but it's just like stunt after stunt after some, but like Bad Grandpa actually like has a plot and a script. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, it's, it's just got a bit more structure to it, but all the, all the stunts like, in the film are fucking funny. So. There's the other one where it's that theme park. There is. Have you seen that one? No, because they, they do mention that film in 4.5. Do they? Okay, yeah, because yeah, um, oddly enough, um, I knew, I found out about this film shortly after we watched the one in four one in the cinema uh, on a YouTube channel. I think it was I think it was Hats Off Entertainment YouTube channel. I uh, highlighted this film. Oh, what's the name of it? Is it Speeder Falls or Rapid Falls or something like that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's that's based on a true story about the um about the theme park that was incredibly dangerous. Right. Like um. People found it fun because I was like, there was basically no real staff. There was no first aid training. Every ride was pretty much a death trap. But, um, but it was incredibly popular for that reason as well. So it's based on a true story. And I, having found out about that, I did watch it. But this is like six months ago, man, getting on. So um, I can barely remember it. <laughs> it was okay, but nothing really stands out. Mm. It's pretty. It's pretty standard. Uh, so it's just Johnny Knoxville and Chris Pontius in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was fine. If you got an hour and a half to kill, you can do worse. <laughs> but that's all I can really say about it. It's fine. It's got a few stunts in it, like um, got you expect from Jackass, but nothing like really over the top. <laughs> but I, I think some of the stunts they did were like kind of like recreations of real accidents that did happen. <laughs> mm. yeah. But I think the jury's out on that, of like how much of that is actually true and how much of it is just made up. So, yeah, it's all right. No idea. Do we want to talk about Obi-Wan now or do you want to, or do you want to talk about uh, Rescue Rangers? Do I want to talk about Rescue? What a stupid question. Well, I want, want to talk about, about Rescue Rangers <laughs> and then we'll, we'll go into just, Obi-Wan. Just in, just in general, I'm always up to talk about Rescue Rangers. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so I watched Rescue Rangers, as uh, you may have gathered, on Disney Plus. Um, I went to into it with like no knowledge of it whatsoever. Uh, obviously, I'm old, so I used to watch Rescue Rangers the cartoon when I was a kid. But I'd be lying if I said I really remembered anything about it apart from the characters. Uh, which I suppose I've got to say, everyone, everyone who watched it remembers Gadget because I think Gadget was a gateway for many, many furries, <laughs> <laughs> especially. Especially around people, people around my age. It's like the first thing is when you've seen it, it's like, hmm, I seem to be mildly attracted to that. <laughs> I should probably keep an eye on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, tangents aside. Rescue Rangers. It's Andy Samberg and a few voice actors that you may recognise, like Trey McNeil mm. and a lot of other people whose names have instantly escaped my brain. <laughs> I know the guy who... Because um, the main two leads, as you say, it's Andy Samberg and the other guy... I can't remember his name, but he plays Spider-Ham in Spider-Verse. Ah, there we are. Yes, so I watched this film with like little to no expectation. Uh, I All I'd seen was a couple of still shots, and I was confused as to why there was like like claymation in the screenshots and why uh, Dale was 3D and shit was 2D. Was like, yeah. <laughs> um, but after watching the film... It is nothing like the original show. 
like at all. It's basically more like Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, and I've got to tell you, there's quite a few times I laughed my ass off, and I wasn't expecting to. I thought this is going to be like a real like kids kind of thing, and it is. But there's a lot more sort of grown-up humor, like meta humor, that I know is going to go over most of kids' heads that they're just not going to get. I think only a lot of people like our age and above are going to understand a lot of references. In there's so many Easter eggs in it, like the they are absolutely everywhere. It's um, it, it's like nearly every scene is like the collector's scene from Guardians of the Galaxy. There's just stuff everywhere. Like uh, not not just the jokes they're actually making, like the visual ones right in front of you, but in the background, mm. there's so many. But um, I laughed out hard a fair few times, especially during the um, the sort of mid credits roll. I laughed so hard. Like, my, my folks came in my room because they thought I hurt myself. He's like, what's that noise? He's like, nothing. I'm just fucking laughing my ass off. <laughs> he just like, caught me off guard. And it's like involuntary making like weird noises instead of laughing. <laughs> it was hmm. one of those. Um, so I, I suppose just on that alone, I have to give it a recommendation. Leave all your expectations at the door and just give it a watch. Because it's, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> And it goes all over the place. Do you want? Um, do you want to make? Do you want to talk about him? Do I want to talk about him? Yeah, you know who. Do I? <laughs> ugly Sonic. Oh, Ugly Sonic. Oh, no, I thought you were referring to someone else. <laughs> yeah, Ugly Sonic's in the film. Yeah. Uh, when I the listeners, when I when I put in our like group messenger, I was gonna I was gonna watch uh, Rescue Rangers. Dan simply replied, "Ugly Sonic," and at the time, I was very confused. I had no idea what the fuck it was on about. He's <laughs> like. What ugly Sonic? What you want about? I'm gonna watch Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I didn't actually realise that. <laughs> the fuck? Like, he's like, why have you just randomly texted Ugly Sonic? But no, uh, Ugly Sonic is in the film because um, one of the earlier plot points is um, I, actually no, I don't want to say it because I don't want to ruin it because I think the less I say about it, the more blind people go in, the more they will enjoy it. Mm. I don't know. Cause, you've seen it as well, yeah. So, what do you think? Oh, I've not seen it. Have you not seen it? No, no. Oh, I, I, I took it. I took it as when you seen it. No, I've not seen it. It's just I know about Ugly Sonic, and I was just I had to see. I watched a, a few of the clips regarding him, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is real." Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, well, what's uh, more, it's, it's on Netflix, not Netflix, on Disney Plus. I'm like, what? But yeah. Yeah. Um. There's a. There's a. A couple of things that happen that make me question: Does who owns the rights to this? And as I say, it's just full of so many Easter eggs. And I, the closest I can put it to is like Roger Rabbit. I had scenes like, um, like uh, Daffy Duck and like Donald Duck on sharing screen time, and the only way they could get them to do that is they share exactly the screen, same amount of screen time, down to the like the frame. Like that. That's the only compromise I could get to get Warner Brothers and Disney to be on the same time, on the same film. The only compromise I could get. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Chip and Dale. I'd say I, I don't want to talk any more about it. I kind of do, but I don't because I think if I don't say any more, you'll enjoy it more. Because mm. I only watched I only watched it assuming it would be like the show that I used to watch. They just made it into the whole film. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really isn't. But yeah, I do 
recommend it. It is funny. Well, I know, uh, oh wait, uh, Brandon, you've been watching, re-watching Stranger Things. Ready yeah, for season so, four. yeah, because season four of Stranger Things recently came out. So I've only ever seen season one and two. I completely missed season three because I think some whatever summer else came out and I just completely just fell to the back of my radar. So I've just been, you know, wanting to re-get back into Stranger Things because I've been, I've really, really enjoyed it when I did watch it. So yeah, so I rewatched all of season one yesterday. <laughs> Pretty much just all of it yesterday. Well, I was driving home. Uh, how how was it rewatching it? Rewatching it, I'm starting to. I just noticed things production wise, which just doesn't add up. Like watching it the first time, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing." But then rewatching it, I'm just picking on like subtle nuances. I'm just like. No, like they just like for example, you know the tear in the Department of Energy? Like you could just tell that was just a green screen because of the way that you could see the green screen fold around the fingertips. Just some of the editing was a bit I think like you'd have one person facing one way, then all of a sudden the next cut they're facing a different way, but then they're back facing the right way. So just little nuances like that which I'm just picking up all of a sudden. I think one of the things I always find with season one and I remember when it came out and I think the, the, a lot of fans just said, just didn't really say much about it was, um, I think it was the fact that they didn't care. And that was kind of, I think that's a problem with one, the show, it didn't make you care enough, but two, how the show handled that matter didn't help either. And it's, uh, you know, Nancy's friend. Oh, yeah. When she goes missing, when she, well, she gets uh, killed. Yeah, you found Barbara. We know she's yeah. dead, but then she's but just, like, that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah, but like, it, uh, like, she goes missing, and then, obviously, yeah, obviously she dies, but she goes missing, and it's all. Uh, is it? It's all about. Is it Simon? Will. Will, not Simon. It's all about Will, not Barbara. It's all like all. I know you like Will's one of the main characters, but it's like they put Will on a, a far higher pedestal, as if, well, who cares about Barbara? It's he's way more important. But it's like, well, they're both missing. Like surely. And I, I think it's the fact that Nancy cared more for Will than her friend, and I was a bit like, "Well, that feels really out of fucking character." I, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm looking. Maybe it's not that deep, but I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just about these nuances you, and behavioural things you pick up. It's just like, and so like, see, I know you're not, you haven't rewatched season two, but uh, when like season two and they near enough from the first episode, they kind of. We're dealing with Barbara again of like, oh, the aftermath of her death. I was a bit like, I kind of wanted this in season one. I'm glad they've done it, but this realistically, this should have been in season one, yeah. not in season two. Absolutely. Uh, I still think, I still like all the seasons. I've just started season four, but I've not even watched the first episode yet, so I'm like halfway through it. But. 
I mean, I, obviously, it's very atmospheric. I do like the Silent Hill-esque atmosphere on it. I really, really enjoy that. Mm. The actual story itself, I, I do like the story because it feels like, you know, it's got all the moments of a, of a good story. You've got the overall cause and you've got mm. the two separate stories, like Hopper trying to piece together all the information. I love that bit of him just going through, questioning everything and actually steadily yeah. coming to a conclusion. I really, really enjoyed that. But it's just, you know, it's, like I said, overall, I really, really enjoy it. It's just rewatching it. I'm pick, you know, it's like when you re when you, when you replay a game or rewatch anything, you start, you know, what happens, mm. but you just pick up on just things which either weren't done completely right or they could have done a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's the same with anything, really. You know, um, amount of times. You know, you'll, I don't know, play whatever or watch whatever and you'll just see something new. Maybe that's for the better, maybe it's not. You never know. Mm-hmm. You just have to hope must... it's for the better. It's like the amount of times I've watched, uh, let's say, Guardians of the Galaxy and each time I've picked out a, n- a new joke that I didn't hear the, fir- the time before. Oh, yeah. I love it when that happens. Like tangent, have you lads played like the Stranger Things free game? Like the no. sort of is- isometric RPG. No, I know of it, but no. Yeah, yeah uh, that's a game I played for free on Game Pass a little while back. Um, it's decent. It, uh, it's it'll kill an afternoon. Play <laughs> hmm. worse things. I I, I enjoy my time of it. All it is is like a condensed like version of like the events of series three like throughout the game and you unlock more characters as you go along it's got like a basic graphing system like a monetary system that kind of thing. uh yeah it's it's fine <laughs> and hmm. I, I recommend it if you've got nothing better to do <laughs> well uh i guess shall we just talk about everyone brief of now and yeah, then that would probably quick wrap first us up. Impression. Yeah, quick first impression of Obi Wan. It's only two episodes as of this recording. Um, I I because I got back from the stag do and then I was trying to do, sort a few things out and I was like, you know what? Mm. <laughs> I feel like out of anything I've got to catch up on, I should catch up on Obi Wan first for a couple of reasons. One, I I know someone at work if he's if he sees me, he's instantly going to go, do you watch Obi-Wan? Do you watch Obi-Wan? I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, he wasn't even in today, so... <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> he, he didn't even, he's probably in tomorrow, and I'll be like, oh, here we go. But um, Yeah, the, the amount of times I've had to watch a show, because I like, know some bastard at work will ruin this, I need he, to watch this now. <laughs> he's, he's spoiled stuff for me before, when I said, oh, I've not seen it, and he's gone and spoiled it. I'm like, really? Like, I I think ever since I had an experience uh, many many years ago with spoiling, I've become a lot more reserved on that. So uh, I like I like to think I have. Um, but no, I, I I really enjoyed both episodes. I I put in our chat that I think they are two of the strongest opening episodes I've seen in a while. I I, I absolutely loved them. Uh, 
so much. It's funny, I listened to another podcast today that were like, oh, it was just a bit like, they were a bit eh on it, and I was like, how? But, you know, that's just the way people are in opinions, and that's what makes things interesting. But I I absolutely love those two, over, first two Obi-Wan episodes so much. Like, mm. like um, I think one of the criticisms on that other podcast was like, with the first episode where it it felt like it kind of had the same scene like three uh kind of three times you know you know what I'm, I mean but I think that was I liked that how it it, it felt like it built on where Obi Wan was or is when you meet him in the series and I like that first day we where we have like a, a day in the life of Obi Wan. It just hit so well. For, to me, it just it hit like near of every beat so well, and humanized Obi Wan so well of where he is right now, and I, I loved it so much. Tell you what, though, even though I'm like fully well aware it was going to set set uh, be set on Tatooine. Yeah, no, no. I, I can't. I can't help but think. Like, Fucking hell, they're getting the money's worth out of this set, isn't they? <laughs> it's in Boba Fett. It's like, have, they, have they run out of other planets? Have they been it's, like, it's like they built this one set, it costs a lot of money, fuck it, we're using it. <laughs> I, I'd like to think this might be the last time. Well, maybe yeah. not, but like, probably, I can feel like this is going to be one of the last times. Yeah. I say that, well, they've got Mando season three and they've just announced season four, so we'll see what happens. But. Yeah. This feels you, you like do, you do wonder, like, why does anyone run a business or the barns? Like, shouldn't shouldn't this place be abandoned by now? How many times has this market street been blown up by something? Mm. Chase down it. It's extremely unsafe. Just leave it, won't you? <laughs> it's like every year they have to rebuild it. Like, it was. It, 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 there's this one little bit, in, like, this just popped in my head. There's one little bit in. In South Park, in the first season, where it's like a news reporter, he's like joining the Mecha Godzilla one, Mecha Streisand, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, after ravenous turkeys, <laughs> and the, and these zombies coming down, this Mecha Streisand goes, like, God damn it, not again!" <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it, it was so good to see Hugh McGregor as uh, Obi Wan again. It, yeah, it, it just. Do you think it would have worked if, like, they recast like Obi Wan? No, it, it just I wouldn't. When, when I first seen Obi Wan, it's like, is it still going to be a Ewan McGregor? Because it's been like twenty years now. So. Well, as soon as he started speaking, it was like, my our Obi Wan is back. He's he's here. Like he he is playing a different Obi Wan, but. I I like that. I like how that they're exploring something different with him. Uh, I like such a an important character in cinema history. Really, it is nice to see a different take on him that I've never I've never seen, or maybe I've yet to experience. I've not watched all like the Clone Wars stuff and like, so I've not all Rebels. And no, stuff. I haven't. It's something I, I plan, I want to do. So I've not seen like that side of his character, but it was I. I really enjoyed both episodes, and um, 
Is it? It's Friday, isn't it? Has it come out? Yeah, I, I was all set, sit down, sat down to watch it with the folks on Wednesday, and then realised it wasn't on, and it confused me because I thought, hold on, but Mandalorian was out on Wednesdays, like all the Marvel stuffs out on Wednesdays. Boba Fett was out on Wednesdays. Why is this Friday? <laughs> I can't we just assumed it was on. <laughs> it did get moved back for a reason. I can't remember. Although you say that, WandaVision came out on a Friday. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything else is Wednesday, though. Yeah. Oh, well. but, I don't, I don't, you just confused the fuck out of us. Yeah. Like, all sat down to watch it. It's like, oh. Oh. Not going to lie. I, I really, really like that Jawa Tika. I don't know why. <laughs> it was just the whole conversation. I was just like, I don't know why. But I really like Tika. Just, I don't know. Tika just felt like really mischievous. I know it, it's Jawa, but it, I don't know. A little Jawa, yeah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the courtesy to steal my stuff and try and resell it back to me, you may as well clean it. He's like, you may as well clean it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I I I was concerned when they um I won't spoil it when they introduce a certain key character, whether they will get on my nerves. <laughs> but um, thankfully that didn't happen. At least it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'm and, wondering uh, which I hope characters you mean, but yeah. You could probably guess. <laughs> They're quite important to the franchise. Is it a female <laughs> one? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. I, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. I, 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 when you said it, I was started, like... Yeah. As soon as they started having screen time, I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> you dare having a very annoying character. <laughs> but the... the um, the um You know, like the first the very first scene... Uh, mm. With the the Inquisitors, I really like that scene. Isn't aren't some of them in Jedi Fallen Order? They do mention the sisters, but I don't know. They're not characters that are in. At hasn't, least uh, one of them isn't. Hasn't the Grand it's... Inquisitor appeared before though? Uh, probably the extended universe. So there's so much. Star Wars media I, out there. I, I feel like he has a. I, I know, I know the uh, the emboss in Fallen Order is known as the second sister. That's mm. like the main antagonist, but uh, that's established right at the beginning of the game. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, it it just sort of introduced <clears throat> that sort of, uh, I'd say, faction, I guess, to the mainstream. Mm. If I if I hadn't played Fallen Order, I wouldn't know who like the, the sisters are. But mm. I uh, I think after watching those two episodes, I was like, I might buy Fallen Order now. Have you not played it yet? No, and well, they've just announced yeah. the sequel as well. So uh, I have it. I haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, what's it? Uh, Jedi. F- um, it's Jedi something. No, uh, not no Je- uh, Fallen something. I. Jedi Fallen something, I can't remember. I'm Jedi's like, still falling. Still falling. <laughs> I have been falling for 12 hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, um, well, you've got a very busy week then ahead of you, Dan. You've got to, Jedi you've got to Survivor. Order, you've, got to, <laughs> you've got to play Sultan Sanctuary. You've got to watch Bag Grandpa. Let's get to it. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't doing that when I'm going to Belgium on Friday. Well, if you're very quick and stay up all night instead of sleeping. But no, right now, for me, Obi-Wan is a 
is one of the best Disney Plus series right now. But that's just two episodes. That's so premature. Uh, yeah, I, I like, they've got, they got plenty of time to disappoint us. Like, I think right now, with the, the Star Wars ones, which is only, what, three seasons, Mando's been great. Boba Fett was hit and miss. Like, at parts, it was really good. Other ones, I felt, eh. And I know everyone loved, like, the fact that it had... It felt like, oh, it's Mandalorian 2.5. I... I liked it, but also didn't like it for different reasons. Oh, we spoke about this before, anyway. But no, everyone, absolutely great. Brandon, watch it. Honestly, if I was going to start to watch like some of the other Star Wars stuff, I wanna. It's going to sound really bad, but I want to rewatch the six films. That's just not... to reset. Just to reset myself into the Star Wars mindset. Oh, that's that's fine. Yeah, but that's what? going to take so long to do. Well, yeah, you never know. You can have a movie night, movie night with the boys. There you movie go. Movie week. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to Great Yarmouth um, this weekend. I'm going to, you know, there'll be plenty of time for me to get there. But what I think I might do is I might, if I download all of season two, strange. I was literally, I was so torn between three things to watch for the journey to Great Yarmouth. I was either going to download all the parts of the Caribbean <laughs> in solidarity. <laughs> I was going to either get season two Stranger Things and watch that, or I was going to, for now after you guys mentioned it, maybe even the Star Wars ones, or even anime, I don't know. There's so much I could possibly watch nowadays. <clears throat> the power of offline streaming is so good. I know. Yeah. I don't know how we coped without it. LimeWire, that's how we did it. All right, all right, virus. <laughs> <laughs> one, one last little topic between the three of us as a closer. So we've just had a one-year anniversary. Which is fantastic. Well done, lads. We did it. <laughs> but um, also today at time recording, uh, our sister podcast over in America, uh, Retro Smash Podcast, name dropped us three times, which I think is quite nice. <laughs> so, yes, um, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Cheers, Weldy. Cheers, Eric. Um, yeah, go, go give them a listen. I'm sure Dan will leave a link in this yeah. episode's description. Yeah, because he's, he's a good egg like that. They are um, a very good podcast. I've been, I'm slowly catching up with all their episodes. Yeah, I've been they are, to them as well. They are very good. Uh, I, think, I think they want us to collaborate with them. I, I'd, I'd be down for that. I, I listen to quite a few gaming podcasts, and there's felt like there's a few that have felt quite strong out the bat, and there's definitely felt strong from the get go. Uh, not not just because it was good. The other thing is, it it sounded good. Like I've I've listened to a few that just like I mean when I say didn't it sounded good, it was more like the recording. I on record I. I think all three of us know our first two episodes weren't the best sounding wise, and I think ever since episode three, it was it's been on a it's been more consistent. Our first two, we were still trying to work everything out, but from yeah, episode three, and I, well, hopefully from going forward, we'll, uh, Chris will have his new mic set up properly, so even his yeah, voice will. I've, I've, I've had it a week and I still haven't worked it out yet. Oh, you'll get there. <laughs> I'm sure I will. But retro uh, smashed are great. But uh, getting back to my point. Uh, so, we're, well, 
I say we. I'm going to blatantly steal from their <laughs> new anniversary episode because uh, they did. Uh, they took theirs in a different direction. They uh, spoke like what they have learned like over the last year. They sort of like did a retrospective on themselves, kind of. Whereas we did games of the year. Um, but as as a quick closer, lads, what do you think we've learned over the last year when it comes to this show? Uh, one. I'll just say, I've honestly, I think the thing that I've probably learned the most is just sometimes just how fucking monkey brained the three of us can be with some medias. I think like Chris, <laughs> like you're very monkey brain with some stuff. I'm monkey brain with stuff. Dan's like five head monkey brain. Like you still got monkey brain, but a bit more smarter about it. <laughs> All and right. I actually, I, I say hand on heart, though, probably the thing which I've learned the most from this podcast is, obviously, Chris, we met that one time at Dan at Dan's party. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, I haven't really known you. And I'd like to say that because of the podcast, I'd say we've we've blossomed a friendship. So I think that's one thing I'm thankful for from the podcast is that I actually have a new friend because of it. Aww. Yeah, you've learned you've learned that you don't hate me as much as you thought. I've learned I have a monkey. I have, I've learned I had a fellow monkey brain friend. These guys know. I'm going to put it on record when we did our when we especially when we recorded when we recorded our first episode I was in a well when we recorded most of our early episodes I was in a very bad place mentally especially the week we recorded our first episode I was very down and just talking to these guys has really really helped me over that that period and even now like uh, i still have those that where i was mentally i still have that that i i'm still am dealing with a lot because when i what i went through last year was a lot and part a lot part of that is my fault part of that isn't my fault and it's just a lot still a lot to take and a lot to deal with and uh, the podcast has really helped me still be productive and creative in a way that I haven't really been creative in other ways for a long time and it's nice to still do something creative uh, despite not being what I used to do. And as well talking to these two, I I always loved talking to Chris but I always felt like I didn't talk to him enough and kind of the same for you Brandon, I always loved talking to you but I didn't feel like I talked to you enough. So in some ways it was like uh, but I, it was like, oh, I can do this and talk to two friends that I feel I don't talk to enough because I don't really see them re- as regularly as a lot of my other friends. And I also knew, I, I remember when we all met, when you two met for the first time, that you, I knew you both would get on. So, yeah. I, I, I think, like, I wouldn't say learn, but because I kind of know it anyway, but I've always known that when you've been feeling low because I, I think I, I was a bit similar to you Dan I was in a bit of a mess as well so I started doing my my writing and sh- streaming has like massively helped me like um, helped my mental state quite quite a large margin so this has been fantastic for all three of us I think. it really has and everyone listening to us waffle on is just a bonus <laughs> really Get, getting together like like the three of us just having a natter about stuff that we're enjoying just basically the same updating each other and how life's going is mm. it's kind of a form of therapy isn't it it's like group therapy it's just like coming together and just having a natter and a bit of a moan mm. it's, mm. and sometimes you just gotta 
say certain things or um, because we have like similar interests, we talk about stuff that we haven't particularly talked to anyone else about. But uh, we've got our own little niches. Like, mm. I, I, I can't necessarily talk to many people, like say at work, about computer games because they've got no idea what the fuck I'm on about. Mm. <laughs> but I can come here and talk about that. If I say I've learned one thing though, if I'm, if I'm talking technical, I, I've learned how to use Discord. Hmm. I, I wouldn't I have like <laughs> a small streamer stuff. I wouldn't have my own Discord channel if, if not for this. I'd just mm. be staring at it going fucking like the same as TikTok. Like, oh, don't, don't, don't like it. This, this is just another platform for those kids. That aren't it? <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I've, I've, I've learned. I've learned to tolerate you both. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking, I love you, man. Like always, you can follow our social media, Instagram, Facebook. I might, I've been debating it for a while, but I might make a Twitter for us. I've been debating it, but I think I might. So that might come up soon, but I'm still 50-50, but I think that might happen. I'm more positive on that, about doing that. Yeah, go for it. I I won't be doing it, because I've got one account on Twitter and I fucking hate it. Mm. I've got one account on Twitter anyway. and I don't even use it. <laughs> These two will be streaming like always. Well, obviously, Brandon's back streaming now. Um, I mean, I, I can't remember where I was when you were streaming the other day. I think it was on the way back from Manchester, I think. No, I was in Manchester. I, I, oh, I think I was like, oh, I was drink, drinking ready to go to the strip club, <laughs> I think. While I was playing Ark Knights. Yeah. And I showed you my waifu mountain, the big yeah. panda. um yeah those those, these two will be streaming like always uh thank you for listening to us for a year again uh it's been a wild ride uh it's been great mentally physically um more more uh and you know where we are we're on spotify anchor uh Audible. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and get this properly on Apple Podcasts soon as well. I tried earlier, but it was a bit weird. So we'll soon be on Apple Podcasts. And when we are, please give us a review. Uh, it'd be nice to see what people like. People think about our podcast a lot more. But yes, thank you for yeah, listening. If, if, if you lie and say that you really like the show, that'll skip you up. Five stars on Spotify <laughs> as well. That's uh, episode 28, boys. Oh my gosh, it's one of the longer ones. Probably one of the, the longest one, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, that's. I think that's a wrap. Bye. <laughs> Just there we go, bye. No, you're uh, here in two weeks. <laughs> you're here in two weeks. Be safe. Yeah, yeah and whatever you do, don't buy dessert figures off them. Or scotch oh. eggs, because you'd be disappointed. Oh my gosh, I'm going to put that picture up when this episode comes out. Oh, I, I yeah. hate it so much. I'm going to head straight off, because it's almost ready for bed. I'm going to watch one more bit of Stranger Things before I go to bed as well. <laughs> I'm going to watch Bad Grandpa. Well, and Dan's going to play Vampire Survivors. <laughs> yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.